Hello and welcome to the 16th episode of Fempag and Negress. We have a Fempag. Hello. And we have our Negress. Hey. So what have we been up to? Oh, well, you've been dying, haven't you? I have, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to be a dramatic bitch and say I have the coronavirus. Um, but I, I probably have a... Strain. A strain. A strain of... A, a, probably a strain of the common cold. Yeah, it's not even flu. It's... It, <laughs> I would say it's there have been flu moments, flu-like symptoms, flu-like symptoms on certain yeah. days. I've been overheating quite a lot, mm-hmm. but you know, still here, still queer, here to give you the fresh hot content. You're welcome. Still alive. Still alive. Barely. Still living. Still getting my getting my life hunties. Oh my um, wow. So yeah, um, so yeah. Other than that, you know, just living my life. I I've had two separate days of having twenty four hour sleeps. <laughs> Because I've been Shit. so yeah, so my sleep patterns are either I don't sleep or I sleep for twenty four hours when I'm ill. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I slept for twenty four full hours. Um, How did you feel afterwards? Not rested. But still, I was. <laughs> it was mostly because I was in a very. I was in a. Uh, I was just overheating and I was very sweaty and it wasn't. It, yeah, I mean, I lost a lot of weight. That's always so nice. follow me on my fitness journey. Um, I'm going to be uploading all of the, the pics as I go along. Follow me on my journey, guys. Like and subscribe. Um, what else has happened? Oh, Lorraine Kelly finally noticed me. Oh, my God. I was so excited for you. Oh. That moment when it popped up on Instagram, I was like, oh, my God, you did it. <laughs> but it's also like, what do I have to live for now? It's like once you've achieved your life goal. I was wondering, like, if you would change the name after. Now it's Lorraine Kelly noticed me noticed oh really i didn't realize yeah oh i changed it to learn kelly noticed me like that's the day brilliant. after that's so good yeah you're, so such I, a, you're such a social media mogul well you know me <laughs> chase it getting that high celeb you know content getting all the the big stars to like my content i feel it like she's probably creeped thing. out by me to be honest she's probably like seen this person who has the name as lorraine <laughs> kelly noticed me and been very confused by it she's like either this is a a very avid long-term fan or it's someone taking the absolute, taking the absolute piss. piss i think she knew you were taking the piss yeah like, i think she probably did she's quite sound mm. i've met her we're friends i like lauren kelly a lot yeah i, got, I actually do like her i got interviewed by her like the day of the scottish of independence, the scottish independence yeah it was amazing and also terrible like because you know i felt like i would like someone had died um but let's not get into politics yeah <laughs> let's just let's, let's keep it keep it um keep, keep the vibe above light. surface yeah but uh, we do have to to point out that we do know the name of the coronavirus oh yeah now we know <laughs> now we know but then in our defense when we recorded the last episode we had no information we had no information also it might come as a confused it might be confusing well, i don't know when we're actually going to upload in what order we're going to upload the episodes this might actually be the 15th episode. No, no, this is the 16th. Is this going to be the 16th? Yeah. 100%. But the one, that the first one we uploaded, which was the first episode of the new season. For the, or, we're, or we're doing, doing seasons now. We're doing seasons, this is how We're doing seasons. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that long amount of time where we weren't recording, that was in between seasons, that guys. That was in between seasons. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> don't at me. But, like, we basically posted it, um... But it was on the weeks, day of the two outbreak. Weeks after, but like the day that we recorded was the day that we found out about it. Yeah, I found out about that was when it was fresh off the press. Fresh off the press. I had no idea what it was called yet. Taxi drivers were being horrendously racist about it. Like yeah. already, it was kind of a lot. It was like the first people to get it were the Daily Mail, and <laughs> literally all of the Uber drivers around Glasgow were like rife and ready to hate some Asian people. It was so ridiculous, and it obviously still is. And I, I'm just pissed off at the whole situation because really why are we like this oh yeah colonialism oh yeah yeah <laughs> uh, <Old> chestnut <laughs> yeah um so yeah now we know what the coronavirus is but what is wild so i've been ill for almost two weeks now okay so so obviously this whole outbreak happened and then suddenly i get a flu yeah i'm not like uh i didn't immediately jumped to the conclusion that i probably that have this it. strain of this virus from china because <laughs> you like went to china like at the weekend i just went to beijing <laughs> on my holly bops tee um but i was a bit 
um, it was it was more like secondhand. Like everyone would be like, "Oh my god, Matthew's got coronavirus," and I'm like, "I think it's because the fear. Like everyone was putting the fear in you. Like we yeah. were talking about the other day, like how that's just a thing people do. They're just like, oh yeah, you should be worried about this, but you you clearly have a cold. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's very much a common cold slash flu moment. Yeah, um, I was gonna try and get one of those masks and then just pop up here for fashion. Me. For fashion, because like, where's okay. the Ivy Park coronavirus? Okay. Um, I have- Collab. I have a really important question. Where are people getting these fashion as fuck masks? Oh, I don't, um, probably Balenciaga. The black ones. Um, they must be Gucci or something. They look so fucking fashion. Well, this is the thing, right? So it is quite common for Asian people, specifically east asian people mm-hmm. to wear masks if they have any form of illness because yeah. they're actually just really respectful yeah i think it's just like like not getting cold yeah they're it's they're they're very much of the mindset that if i have a cold mm-hmm. i don't want to give it to other people and therefore yeah. i'll wear a mask mm-hmm. whereas they badass while they do it like, but they also but this is another thing yeah. most of the east asian people that are here are the people that can afford to be here mm-hmm. and therefore have a bit of extra cash mm-hmm. and therefore their outfits tend to be fucking buying banging like, so if they are gonna wear a mask <laughs> honey it's balenciaga i have this thing where i um i used to be obsessed with japanese street fashion like completely obsessed understandable and understandable um i did spend quite a lot of my teenage years just looking up like harajuku and just i was yeah i was one of those people and <sighs> so now as an adult i'm just like i feel like my fashion is like my attempt at (laughs) like sort of like a japanese-esque aesthetic i'm getting that today yeah i i kind of try to and but i'm just like i don't have the money to like be buying the same level of epic that i see on the streets um but this is this is this is achieving that i think this is from Collusion on ASOS, mm. um, this number, and Collusion's quite, like, affordable, I think. It's yeah. It's the more affordable things on ASOS. Yeah, we'll try and maybe get a pick for... <sighs> yeah, we, I mean, we, we, we'll... have, we have some Instagram posts on the stories. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> yeah, exactly, we don't, We. I mean, de- deconstruct the look, it was a nice moment. Yeah. It was a nice pastime, but... Girlie doesn't time. have a tripod on the go. We can't be taken. Like <laughs> we, don't we do not have the time to give you editorial all the fucking time. <laughs> we don't have antennas to make us cocktails or take photos anymore because no. I'm doing the recordings in Glasgow. <laughs> yeah. When we're in Dundee, you will get editorial editorial fashion. You will get we will get cocktails yeah. and well that's it really. Yeah. But that's it. <laughs> but you know, it'll just be a really nice time for everyone involved. Apart from Antanas. Apart from Antanas. I mean, he's probably quite happy that... Long suffering. Yeah. Long, long, um... Long, long fan. Uh, no, of the podcast. Of the podcast. Yeah. Um, number one fan. Number... Well, actually, our number one fan is obviously... Um... Some people in... Uh, Scandinavia. The Netherlands that's listening to us. We Yeah, we've got some... Yeah, whenever we look at, like, where our, our listeners are, they always seem to be, like, quite scattered around the world. Yeah, yeah. We have one fan from Taiwan. Um, Shout big out. Up, big up Zoe. <laughs> I actually know who it is. <laughs> it's a pal of mine. But um, when I saw that, like, the first time, I didn't realise it was her. So I was like, Taiwan? Like, how the fuck did like, they come up we with We have made it across the seas. We're international. <laughs> international women. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. But then there are some countries where there's, like, scatters of people. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> Yeah. And we're like, who are these people? Who are these people? Like, who... There's a lot in um, a lot in Brazil, but then that would make sense because you've been to Brazil. I've been to Brazil, so I'm you've been networking. Like, I've been doing my thing, you know. Networking. Because ah. months. Because I think we used to think that like nobody really listened to this, and then we seen the we seen the um. <laughs> we were like blissfully unaware that people were listening, so we're just saying any sort of shit. That and then we're like, us. we're like, we would have like. Like a hundred and odd unique listeners <laughs> each episode, I would be like, "Oh right, okay, we should probably censor ourselves a little bit more." I don't know. I don't feel like censoring myself. I feel like saying more stupid shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's nice to know. Yeah. Disclaimer: People actually listen to us. They do. 
I mean, like, if you're listening, like, write in. Tell us, like, about yourself. Like, ASL. Yeah, tell <laughs> us about your your biggest diva moment. <laughs> tell us about a time that you felt really embarrassed at your prom. Yeah, like, dish. Give us, give us, <laughs> give us the sweet tea, mama. Um, anyway, what are we talking about? Yeah, we... We have, like, no, no structure to this podcast we, anymore. We've just, like, stopped fucking caring <laughs> Do you know what? It's 2020. Like, 2020. Structure like, is gone. Structure is gone. Everyone's like talking about being like, I'm going to live with intention. This is the year that I get my shit together. We're and like, no let's strip away intention. Let's strip our intention away. Let's live in, an, let's live in an, an, an archaic society where there's no structure to any yeah. podcast. Segments are gone. Segment, the days but, of segments are gone. We're still going to have like our wee, like, our no, wee I'm joking. Silly things that we do. Yeah. But, no, um, we still have segments, but they're a bit looser. They're a bit looser um, yeah. Right, we'll move on to. Let's actually. Let's just Let say this is our what's popping. This is our what's popping. Yeah. So we're going to discuss the Grammys. So is, the, is the Grammys still popping? Are we just. Are we I mean, it happened like a week ago. By the time this goes out, it'll be two weeks. Okay. But it happened. It happened. We're not attempting to be current anymore, okay? Like, fuck being current. Here, here is your. Here is a recap of the things that happened two weeks ago that you no longer care about. <laughs> so, what happened at the Grammys? Did anything exciting happen? Well, the okay, so Billie Eilish won everything, which is bizarre because. But okay. Okay, maybe I. Yeah, I'm wrong. <laughs> so, I thought that. Where do we go? When was it called? When we fall asleep. I don't know any of her songs. Right, so Billie Eilish's album. Let me find out the exact title, but it's like. I think it's like, um, where do we go when we fall asleep? Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm going to, I don't need to check. I'm going to strongly assert that assert that's that, that, Yeah. Okay. It's a good album, right? And the production. I've not listened to it, so I have no reason to say anything. Right, so the production on it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Phineas, her brother, does all the production. Yeah. And the album itself is very good. Now, the thing that bothered a lot of people Little. is, not even. Okay. It's the fact that, Billy literally won like eight or nine Grammys back to back. Well, she won the big four and then she won like a bunch of others as well. Lizzo won like two. Um, which makes no sense because Lizzo is like Lizzo, no? I know, but if I right, so okay, unpopular opinion, let's go for it. I thought Billy Eilish's album was better than Lizzo's. I prefer Lizzo. I don't know because I haven't listened to like actually, this is the thing. I'm not really an album person. I don't like listen to an album from right. beginning to end most of the time unless it's like a Beyonce album. But then most albums like that, in which case I have to listen to it all so that I can like get all of the Beyonce in. Yeah. But like, okay, when Rihanna finally drops that album, like I will listen to it from beginning to end. When Solange like drops an album, I listen to it from beginning to end. But most of the time I just put things on playlists and I just let them like kind of play and then like let Spotify give me some random like shit to listen to that's adjacent to it. Mm-hmm. So I haven't listened to Lizzo's entire album. I kind it, of feel as if it maybe isn't that great because I've not got past like the big songs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I've I'd never... say half of it's very good. It's not but killer. If but... I'm, I do think that Billie Eilish's album is actually pretty good okay at least as far as like i think it deserved to win more than lizzo's album mm-hmm. i prefer lizzo as a person i think she's so she's more of an entertainer she's more of an entertainer i think in some ways she's a more credible musician at certain things mm-hmm. i think when Liz- lizzo's best music is like i don't think necessarily that her last album was representative of like if you had all of Lizzo's best music on an album yeah it would maybe be more worthy of more Grammys but right. there in my opinion there are some songs on there that I find a bit samey mm-hmm. um so it's like Sizz's like, album like where it's great but it becomes just her whining about guys that she clearly shouldn't be dating anyway like yeah it's like if you're not gonna learn Sizz then we're not gonna give you any more money <laughs> Come on. Clearly this is the same fuckboy. Yeah. And I'm tired of listening to you say that he doesn't love you. Yeah. So if, say for instance, it had been like a seat at the table at the Grammys and it would have been easier to just say, you know, Solange's album was better. Okay. You know, whereas I think people like Lizzo because obviously she has a good message. She is a great performer. I definitely think she's cute as fuck. She definitely deserved the Grammys she won. Mm -hmm. One of them was for like... 
best one of them was like best performance uh, okay, which makes sense um now the the grammy i really think she did not billy Eilish did not deserve to win was actually best album because right. lana del rey was in the same category i and, haven't listened to, to lana del rey's either okay do well you know her I last album was some music soon right but well i'll i'll send you some suggestions okay. once the, we're, we're done recording cool. but so lana del rey's and um, um, this is the thing right on Twitter, people were saying things to the effect of, you know, why are people saying that Lana should have won? Basically saying that we're like pitting women against one another. And I'm like, well, no, actually, that is not pitting That's women crazy. against each other. People aren't saying that Billie Eilish is a shitty person mm-hmm. for having won certain awards. What they're saying is they disagree with the Grammys awarding such quote unquote accolades of artistic excellence to all to one person. Mm-hmm especially when there were a lot of amazing artists within those categories that also should have won something. So Lana has never won a Grammy. What? Ever. Ever. But she's performed, right? Like, several times at the Grammys. I don't know. Has she? I don't even know. I feel like she's the type of person that would perform there, no? I don't know. I honestly don't know. But the fact that she's never won a Grammy for me is Her first album deserved something. I'm going to quickly Google that she, like, whether she's won. I'm fairly sure. That was the chat all over social media. Mm. I'm going to believe in social media Mm -hmm. and say that she's never won a Grammy. She's at least never won anything for Best Album. And that, for me, completely baffles me. The reason that it baffles me so much is because Lana has largely paved the way for a lot of people that do the type of thing that she does, including Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish is obviously like a very big fan and so is Phineas, the person who writes a lot of music. I know this because when you watch interviews and things that they've done with Elle, Mm -hmm. Phineas at least sings some of Lana Del Rey's Mm -hmm. music. So they're obviously big fans and you can even tell just in the way that they they style their music. I think it's very hard to do that type of music and to not be in some ways like inspired by Lana Del Rey in the 21st century. So the fact that she's never won a Grammy completely... Well, is I mean, that, baffling. It doesn't make sense because but then it only makes sense if you check who she's. Has she ever been nominated? Do you know? Like, so I'm assuming she's been nominated a ton of times. Because if she's been nominated against some like other people who are better, like say like like it was her versus like Kendrick Lamar or something like that, then be yeah. like, okay, I understand why she hasn't got one. But in this instance, it's like okay, Billie Eilish, I haven't listened to enough to like have a good enough opinion on but um lana del, del rey on the other hand i can definitely say is worthy of a grammy at least one yeah one would be fine but like if you compare the situation that Billie eilish is getting nine grammys and then like beyonce and solange are getting none as well yeah that's a lot like yeah. that's intense like i don't think anything that beyonce put out this year I'm not talking about this year. But I'm talking about years. the all the other years when she brought out lemonade and fucking Did she win did she won um she won something for lemonade, right? I don't think so. I know she won yeah, no, she she won something for formation. So like best song or something for one song on that album. I think so. That might not have been the Grammys though. I might be thinking of But that's what I'm trying show. to say, like, is it But like, she didn't win anything for best album, it, right? It's she Adele won Best Album. Oh, okay. Remember? And oh, she, yeah, she yeah. said, like, this is crazy when she got on stage. Yeah. So, like, Billie Eilish getting nine is fucking out of order. And it shows you how, because she's white and she's good, it's like, give her all the accolades now because we're now, we now have our new Taylor Swift. I'm yeah. not saying she's like Taylor Swift at all. Ooh. Please don't misquote me on this. Like, but it's like, we now have a, like, a white, a young white girl that we can like put all of the awards on yeah because she's profitable but then yeah. a lot of people are already saying that like so Billie Eilish has been up and coming for a while now mm-hmm. and a lot of people are saying that basically the um the the record label that she's with and the Grammys I mean everyone knows that the Grammys are complete bullshit like even even yeah, the woman like... that even the woman that worked for the Grammys and then mm-hmm. ended up getting, I don't know if, did we talk about this in the last episode no, I think no, I just had. I, think we, I don't know. If I maybe just had a conversation with someone about it. Yeah. But so the woman that works for the Grammys, mm-hmm. um, she ended up getting fired because she was calling out the Grammys for complete, completely, um, for it all being complete bullshit. Who who was it? 
like, or like what did she do so she basically um like curated the grammys before mm-hmm. and she, uh, she ended up getting fired because she wasn't happy with the level of representation and she was also basically saying that the the way that the awards were given it was all completely complete bullshit like it was all for profit it was all Mm -hmm. obviously we know this Mm -hmm. anyway yeah so anyone saying that Billie Eilish deserves eight grams that is I would I would say like she deserves some Grammys she deserves to win the most out of everyone in my opinion what her music is like and maybe in this year like in this particular year she's the best artists right like right yeah but it's frightening when you think about like so tank and the bangers was nominated for one <sighs> did you know that yes like i literally i literally have like um one of the one of the guys that's in the bands like the that plays piano at the keyboard like i have him on instagram because i met him when they came to play and like we literally like spent ages there. talking together yeah so like i i'm watching them like at the grammys on yeah. his instagram like on his stories and shit so i'm just like that Holy album deserves fuck. like that album was almost perfect yeah. and like the um production with like robert glasper like you put so much energy and effort into it it was beautifully like just the whole thing was beautifully structured and the like art album art and like when we went to see them um they're amazing they came, performers amazing performers so it's f- kind of really frustrating when you've got like tank and the bangers not getting anything anything and then Billie Eilish and that would have nine. and that would have made a massive difference to their career if they'd won something i mean they're they're doing great like they are doing great and they were just in like tokyo and stuff like that and yeah. it's, it's like they're they're getting there but they should have won something yeah like i definitely think that it. album is as good as billy's <sighs> billy's bill like you haven't listened to it it's i need to only listen to it for what it is it's good like it's very good production when I listen to that like the famous one the, the like that one the one that keeps on being used in all the fucking adverts is it bad guy too bad guy yeah i think it's that one um i find it I feel like I could make that like myself. That's, <laughs> like that, that's why I don't like. Yeah. I can't make Tank and the Bangers music. No, that's I can't. True. No way. I think yeah. As as far as like um the level of musicality in it, um, I think Tank and the Bangers it's a much better finished product. Mm-hmm. I think the reason that I think Billie Eilish, I think it's just she does have a pretty good voice and the production is pretty good. Um, does she sing? Because I've only yeah. ever heard her kind of talking. No, no, no. She's a pretty good singer. The thing is, I'm not even the biggest Billie Eilish fan. I just, mm-hmm. I'm trying to be sort of objective here and like yeah. almost acknowledge that she deserves. It's not something. crazy that she won anything because I yeah. definitely think she deserves. I mean, there has been like back in the day, there were days when like Beyonce used to walk away with like that many. But yeah. at the time and to this day, she's shown that she's capable and deserving of that yeah so i feel like i feel like we should be awarding the best musicians with the best awards and like i don't know i, I don't know enough about Billie eilish to say whether she's the best i think she deserved a decent she deserved some of them Maybe for like sure best new or something she, no, well, she actually, won that like, she won Tank that and the bangers could have won best new and she could have got all the other ones well, if I think if maybe Tank and the Bangers had won one of them and Lana had won one of them, I would have been fairly content with yeah. Billy walking away with six grams. The thing about it is when you think about this whole best new, like these artists have been around for, for years. years. I think this all the time as well. I was like, what does that even mean now that the Grammys are aware of your existence? But like Lizzo, this is her second al- second album. Like she had an EP before that, but or is it? I don't know if it's her second album, but she had a ton of EPs mm-hmm. out. Um. And then you've got who else was in Best New Cover? Billie Eilish, this is her, her second album. Mm-hmm. Um, so not that new. And then, like, there's there are artists who are new, like Cardi B, where you're like, that's a new artist because she wasn't like making up, well, she was making music, she was making mixed she, but she, Yeah, so she wouldn't be new either, really. Yeah. So it's weird. What do they We're not what talking did... about like, ch- like chops, like fucking Tank and the Bangers, like playing for fucking years. Yeah. And it's just a bit like, it's just a bit frustrating when you see yeah i guess in a fair world we would just 
see the best people getting the things that they're getting what they deserve. Yeah, but I mean? now we know that like that isn't what the Grammys is. Mm-hmm. It's like who is profitable for them? Who's mm-hmm. record labels? have ties with the Grammys it's yeah. and again this is why Maybe that woman and, like shit tons of money to, like, well that is what's happening yeah. because that's why when that woman ended up getting fired because she was calling them out on it all mm. like why else would they fire her if, why would she speak out about it if it wasn't happening so obviously now we know that the Grammys is complete bullshit basically okay. Okay. I think the you know the best Grammys acceptance speech I've ever seen was um when Amy Winehouse won like mm. was it how many years ago was that now? But it was like there was that year where she won best record. I think it was like 2011. Mm-hmm. And she's just like she completely is completely stunned. Yeah. She's like because she just performed and then she finds out so she's already on stage and she just starts freaking out and the whole building starts like erupting for because her. You can see that it's real. Like yeah. that was a real moment. And then she says like this is for London, this is for Camden. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, and then she also says, this is for my, like, she's like, this is for my Blake. <laughs> oh, yeah. My Blake incarcerated. Blake incarcerated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she was it was so just, cute. yeah. So that was like a, I was like, okay, that oh, Grammy. Next time I want to have a good cry, I might watch the Amy Winehouse documentary and drink some wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It always gets me. Oh my God. Yeah. But yeah, that was like, I mean, how many, how many did Amy win? There was like a year where she had a few in her hand, remember? Yeah. And I was like, that, and it that was is well deserved. completely well-deserved. Well deserved. Um, but, you know, we can't have nice things. <laughs> no. But anyway, um, so let's, um, we'll, we'll, we'll um, bridge the next uh, segment with a, the first sponsor of the episode. Okay. I just thought the, the first sponsor of the episode would be the dry skin that's currently collecting under my nose because I've been ill for a week. Um <laughs> So yeah, there's a great sponsor. Great sponsor. There's actually dry skin under my nose, above my nose, um, probably some under my mouth from where I've been dribbling. Um, so yeah, really nice visuals. Really sexy, really fun, really (laughs) flirty. Um, so yeah, that's been really great. So let's move on. Um, so so Philip Schofield's gay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's um true now. Coming out of my cage, and he's been feeling like a Tory bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. He, he came out. So this is actually fresh content. Fresh content, as this in is like, the as day in, like, that we're up to the minute. Up to the minute, the day that we're recording is the day that it happened. What like the Which same means, as the other things that we talked about before? So it means you'll get it in about four weeks. <laughs> um, we like to stay irrelevant here. At we like to keep you waiting. We like to keep you on your toes. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, Philip's happy. We didn't really write anything other than Philip Schofield's gay. What did you think about this? I feel like I personally wasn't surprised, but I know that that's like, I don't know, not a good thing, I guess. Like, I just always assumed that he was like not straight, but maybe that's just well, either a gaydar or homophobia. I don't, I don't know. know which one it is. So I think, right, so. <laughs> I only ever assume that people are gay if they've told me that they're gay or if they are presenting in a way that would... Yeah, but would... That, like presenting is presenting. No, but I mean, so I do think there is an issue, like, especially, so whenever people come out of the closet mm-hmm. and people are like, we always knew, mm-hmm. I think that can be quite reductive of either what it means to be gay in that, like, pertaining to certain stereotypes doesn't necessarily mean that you are actually gay yeah. also it can be quite reductive of the experience of coming out itself because it kind of makes it seem like this like unimportant thing whereas mm-hmm. for some people it's like like for when it, i when i came out and everyone was just like well yeah but i was like oh. i mean i personally did not care mm-hmm. but i think it's one of those so yeah. i never assumed that philip schofield was gay yeah I, I remember when I was in like high school there was a time when there was like um okay put it this way in my high school many of the people were like on the wide spectrum of LGBTQI right but the people who everyone assumed or understood were like gay or queer were mostly male yeah and when they came out it almost every single person that they came out to was just like okay we we knew we already knew we already understood 
because there is like certain quote unquote markers, right? Yeah. The presentation that we like have I don't know, we've been socialized to like consider to be like showing someone's gay, right? So there's that as a problem, but every single one of the guys who like came out, um, I could tell, like I'd see it in their eyes, I could see it in the way that they were responding to it, that they did for them it was a big deal, but like for everyone else around them it was just like people were waiting for them to come out. Yeah. Whereas like That's a very accepting high school. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it it seems that way, right? It seems that way. But for for all of that, like we didn't have lots of women come out as lesbian and bi. Right. So like we like I mean I definitely know from experience that a lot of us were. Right. And so like it was this weird thing of like there's no there's no space for us to be um to not be straight but like all these guys were like obviously quote-unquote gay because they were what and the these markers that we talk about in society that like say that someone is gay or that our gaydar is like you know ringing off like is they are stereotypes and it's so frustrating because sometimes, like, when you look at stereotypes, there's something in, there is, in it. There like, is something in it because I yeah. do think people, when they come out, they do pertain to certain stereotypes um, because it's easier to conform to them than to... So, like, it's easier to almost be that gay best friend than to have no place in society. So, yeah. like, when you go from being in the closet and, you know, assuming sort of hyper-masculine stereotypes or in my case attempting to mm-hmm. um then when you come out you need a new set of rules to live by so it does make sense to in some way live to to assume some of these qualities I find it so like so in my school anyway it was considerably more acceptable for women to come out than it was for men like men in my school did not come out whatsoever but it wasn't that we were coming out like we were kissing at parties and it was fine right. and that kissing at parties and it was fine was like it was fine because it was considered to be something attainable in a sense of like um men or we were doing it to impress boys right but let's face it we were enjoying ourselves yeah so like i don't think that that should be considered to be straight behavior no 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 it's not it's it's not, it's not straight behavior but i mean that still isn't coming out really is it it's like but it wasn't that's what i'm saying it wasn't coming out in the sense like we were doing that publicly people knew we were kissing each other all the time you just like, maybe but, but saying none of us could say that we were gay like none of us came out and that's what i mean by like i don't even know a single person in my entire year that I would say oh I know that this person's a lesbian that's wild to me but I know like at least seven or eight guys who all came out as in gay. school it, yeah in, the, in my, oh my year God. back to back within a few months of each other that's so, so untypical it's untypical but then it's like our school was like within our cohort within our year we were really accepting of all the guys that came out as gay like we just always quote-unquote knew that they were yeah and weren't having a problem with it. But I know that they, I know there was bullying. I know that there was bullshit that people had to deal with. But the bullying was more this, like, we know you're gay, you should just come out. And that was, and I felt like that was what was happening a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, I definitely had friends who people were just, like, at some point, if you want to come out, like, we're here. Like, it's cool. But I think for them, that might have felt like, you can't know like just by what yeah, by yeah. what what am I what am I giving off? Like what there are definitely certain behaviours that I mean, but now I feel like if there are certain behaviours that people might exhibit if they're in the closet, mm-hmm. like hostility being one of them. Things like that. There are certain behaviors that you can you can observe um that you can kind of make these sort of assumptions sometimes. Mm-hmm. Maybe they might be. Um and yeah, there definitely are stereotypes that go with being gay. I probably exhibit about 10 of million of them. Do you know what I mean? I'm probably like, I'm a very, yeah, very typical but, fag. But I think that you're, like, we talked about this many times. And I think that the whole, like, even the name of the podcast and stuff, we're like really being quite honest and open and honest about like what we are deemed as by people. Yeah. And so like, you know, in the wearing of the label of a femme fag, you're basically saying, yeah, what? And what? Like, because 
you are going to be yourself regardless. Yeah. And people who don't know you, if they see you as that, like, you're not going to, like, fucking get, like, you'll get upset about it sometimes and if they're, like, threatening towards you. But, like, in general, you're like, fuck it. Like, I am me. Yeah. And so I think, like, when you love yourself and you understand yourself and you're, like, cool with it, brilliant. But in situations, like, I don't know what Philip Schofield's life is. I don't know who he is. All I know is that, like, from for time, I've just thought that he might be. And then when he's come out, I'm not surprised by it. In the same way that I kind of, like, assumed that, like, Prince Harry would, like, one day marry a black girl and, like, (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) No, okay, black women have always known that Harry maybe, like, was into into black black women. Fair enough. It's It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. That's a okay. <laughs> uh, okay. That's a conversation within the black community. It uh, is definitely a conversation within I mean, the black well, community, it happened. which is He's funny right. because on Black Twitter that was a thing. We're like on, especially in the UK, like that whole thing of maybe like, yeah. manifested it. Maybe we did, but it was also just like sometimes you can tell a white boy who likes black girls, like oh. and and so in the someone that's in a, not in racist. A, <laughs> no, it's not someone who's not racist. There's just certain markers that you see. Again, it's a similar like stereotypical thing of like, oh yeah, like this dude is probably into like black girls, or like you know when you get those memes and tweets and stuff that are talking about like um like things that you just like see happen in, in your community and stuff there was one that I saw recently that I thought was fucking hilarious for this black women posted about how um no one likes like so the only people who don't like black women with natural hair are black men like dark skinned black men because <laughs> the people who love black women with natural hair the most are like white guys <laughs> And I just like laughed at that because like I'm like oh yeah like yeah guilty as charged like me and my partners like but all also many 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 of the couples who you see like prominent like black women who are you know vocal um sort of like black feminists like seem to be like with white guys with like natural hair like it just seems to be like a thing. Um, and you're just like okay these sometimes things kind of show up in society they pop up again and again and again and then it becomes a stereotype when people start to mock it and then like it's like in the mocking that the stereotype becomes harmful so I'm like is it bad to see someone who has like feminine like qualities like a man who has feminine qualities as being like potentially on the spectrum of lgbtqi or is it bad that our society sees that as a bad thing yeah like i don't i don't know i I don't have the answers to that question yeah so i think to to hard back to philip schofield um so yeah what i because me and my flatmate were having a conversation earlier so neither of us are fans of philip schofield just as a disclaimer the reason is yeah off the base off (laughs) the basis of like him and holly obviously being um, very sort of, um, very, um, what's, <laughs> I'm actually twisted over my words. The way I see it is like, they're like the first people that most people in the UK see in the morning. And ITV is a very like conservative yeah. outlet. And they're continuously um, supporting the likes of Boris Johnson. Supporting the likes of Boris Johnson and like kind of like, What's the word like? It's like they're cementing the current like British standard of like how you're supposed to see the world. Yeah. So like every morning they kind of present to the country like who Britain is right now, and that's what this morning is like supposed to kind of do. That's that's how I see yeah. it anyway. Like it's a propaganda machine. So I don't know what their beliefs are as human beings, like as individuals or as 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 you know presenters but like from what i've seen of them i'm not that like i don't know i'm definitely not a fan well if they're perpetuating this narrative of the likes of like jeremy corbyn effectively being a terrorist Mm. and then they're sitting shaking Boris johnson's hand like right before an election election campaign and 
however many people are tuning into this a lot of these people are like impressionable working class um people that shouldn't really be voting for the tories but we'll tune in to watch this morning and then we'll watch that and that will massively like influence the way that they vote potentially and it probably has like in the, probably, last, yeah. in the last election it probably has had a huge impact that people were waking up in the morning first thing they see in the morning is philip schofield and holly willoughby shouting at jeremy corbyn and telling Tell him, him to, apologize. to apologize yeah and then the next time they see them talking to a politician it's them like having like photos taken with boris johnson and like having a good time so that must be like just in terms of like subtle programming like that's telling people how to think like, yeah. even if even if people like are just not even watching it you know how sometimes people passively watch tv because they're like just putting their socks on and like eating some toast yeah. and they're not really paying attention but it's just there in the background and that can even be enough like so i don't know sometimes i worry about that kind of shit but i don't consume that kind of shit so it yeah. doesn't get into me well so basically <laughs> um when it was announced that philip schofield is gay mm-hmm. on one hand i was just like okay he's still a tory whatever now i was i was chatting with my flatmate earlier yeah who while is in no way sympathetic towards philip schofield neither am i neither are you mm-hmm. he did say obviously that must be quite difficult for someone who is in their is he in his 60s he's quite old and he's, he's he been looks, with his wife for 27 years yeah so he, he at this point looks like a sick lord like he is so wrinkly he looks like the ball he's sacks that he's about to be encountered years, with so he's always looked older but like i think that the thing that is interesting about pool situations like in that 27 year span he's known he was gay and it's like i don't know it's like just as a human being I'm like, wow, that's like intense. That's a long time to but be I think holding he, in that information. Or well, he like, used to be like a a, um, a kids TV show host, mm-hmm. and at that point, coming out as gay was like basically career suicide. Yeah. So obviously, he's had to hold on to that for so long, and then I don't know if it just got to a point where it was like too late to say anything. Mm-hmm. I guarantee that he's absolutely had red boys like, throughout that time. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, fully calling out Philip Schofield with, like, cate- like categorically, like, he's absolutely done that, but I would put money on the fact that he's probably done that no, at some I'm point. No, sure, I'm sure he's he, done that. kind of money, and that kind of, and from what from what people have said, apparently he's an absolute nightmare on set, apparently he's really, really? nasty to people on set, he can be, like, an absolute wanker. Um, so I'm, I'm not in any way being sympathetic towards him as a human being, I'm talking about hu- as a human being, so, like, yeah, yeah, no, like totally. I'm just saying, like, like, if he wasn't Philip Schofield and he wasn't, like, kind of, like, in that position of power of being able to, like, tell the British public, like, what to think every morning, he's a person who's come out as gay after 27 years of marriage. And that, like, as a story or as an, or as an idea, is just, like, to me, like, oh, my God, that's intense. But I can't feel sorry for him because he's a Tory. And, like, anything a Tory does, I'm just like, oh, well. You know. <laughs> oh my god I totally just remembered Do you did you see the situation with Katie Hopkins no oh when she got called for an award that wasn't really an award yes did you see that I didn't watch the video it like okay. showed up on my like YouTube thumbnail, thumbnail and it uh-huh. was like I, I, I try not to consume anything that she's in because it might somehow give her money well okay so this is the thing that I thought about it there's so many layers to this right first there's her being a person which is already too much right and then there's her thinking so there's a time there's the space of her being katie hopkins first then thinking that she's been given an award (laughs) right then being flown to i think it was florence or vienna i can't remember where she was flown to florence she was flown to somewhere fancy and she got a five-star hotel she got first class flights the people who like like the people who were doing this whole charade it's it's too much right there's there's two parts of it one is ha 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 fuck you you got an award and like the word cunt was written behind you and like it was all a ruse to make you feel like a piece of shit right but the other hand is you've put her up in a five-star hotel you've put her in a five-star hotel you've given her flights you've treated her really well you've treated her really well and 
in order to, for all this to happen, you like actually made a white supremacist website and you also like like it was an official business so you actually had like made that like exist in the world for like however long that was and you're also two white men and you're you're rich enough and 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 you have enough access and enough enough behind you to make this huge elaborate hoax work but you're not ever going to actually have to deal with like the ramifications of Katie Hopkins bullshit so again you've given her publicity you've given her time you've given her a nice fancy hotel all she's had is like 20 seconds of humiliation because in the video like the the video is like starts off with them telling you what they're doing explains the whole ruse you know they're still in on holiday somewhere together just having a laugh like brother the two brothers that are doing it and like they're making the website and they're showing you all the things that they're doing that create the whole thing and it's really about trying to make themselves like more famous they're already like big youtubers who've got a lot of money but it's like trying to make themselves more famous at the end of the day even if they're anti-racist or they're like believe that Kate Hopkins is a piece of shit They've done a lot for her. Yeah, they have. In, and, it's, and their other motives are clearly not that pure. They're it's not. clearly just for publicity for themselves. Exactly. As well. And I just I, I felt like I needed to watch it so I knew what it was. I wasn't watching it because I thought like, oh, they got her. Because they didn't. Nobody nobody ever gets Katie Hopkins. She is you get, ungettable. She, no, because even when people are sitting calling her a piece of shit on TV and whatnot, she's she doesn't smirking. care. She loves she's, it. Yeah, she enjoys it because she knows that she's probably going to make money off of it somehow. She lives off of it. She's. I, she, I don't even know if she necessarily believes half of what she says sometimes. I, think I don't think she believes anything that she says. When she got up and she did her speech, like so much of what she was saying was like categorically fucked up, but it was almost like if you were to get up and say things that you know are just the worst things that any human being could ever say out of their mouths. Like, on a loop. Like, that's what she just said. And it was like, she can't think all of these things. Well, I, okay, maybe she does. Maybe she does. And it's just me being someone who can't think those things personally that, like, can't see how yeah, you but would well, think well, that. Well, usually I just see the way that she, the the delivery in which, so whenever she's on, like, um This Morning or whatever it is. Oh, um, she's been on This Morning as well. A ton of times, yeah. And that's another see, thing. They give again, her, like, like Philip Schofield and fucking Holly Willoughby. Oh. But they'll have her on and she'll sit and just, it's more, the way that she delivers things, mm. it seems like she's doing it in a very reactionary way. She tries to, like, mm. like, dominate the conversation and just be like, she'll say things like, you know, get up, get up off your fat ass and just go get a job and, like, you know, if you don't want to be fat, don't eat. Like, yeah. she'll just say things that are very inflammatory, it, very it, reactionary. It, it and feels it's... as if someone's, like, basically, like, called her up one day and been like, you have some pretty shitty opinions and I quite enjoy it. Do you want to be paid to say shitty things? And then she's just like, yeah, okay. And then every time she says a shitty thing, the person just, like, sends her a check. But yeah, that's yeah. what it seems like, because... She'll make other, money every time she does, probably. Other t- otherwise, it doesn't fucking make any sense. Like, it feels like she's there to stoke the fires of the, the right wing. Yeah. And she's not actually necessarily, like, that bothered about what she's saying, but she's also not... Like, these aren't, like... um. It doesn't seem, when you're listening to her speak, as if, like, they're well-thought-out ideas. She's so, just saying she them. can't... She, you can tell that she's obviously, like, relatively intelligent, mm-hmm. but the fact that her arguments are always so circular and never really go that far, and it's they're just inflammatory, mm-hmm. you just... It makes you think, how much of this does she actually believe? Yeah. But surely she doesn't believe all of this, because otherwise her arguments would have more substance to them. But it's kind of, like, similar to, like, the, the, the guys that you see right now that are fucking seeing crazy things, like Donald Trump and, like, uh, fucking... What's his name? Johnson one like they don't e- they don't and neither does she seem like they actually believe wholeheartedly in what they're saying they're just there to say it for the people who really do believe it and for the people who really do believe it like they have no time to be saying it to us because they're too busy like basically running the whole entire show well, that's a, do they actually believe it or is it just that saying these things is the way to achieve what they're looking to achieve which is maybe 
I well, mean, you know, I, th- I think there's this thing of like, like, so we're anti-racist, so we don't know what it feels like to be a racist, right? So, like, if you're a racist and you like really believe that people just aren't human and all that shit, like all that crazy shit, maybe like your worldview is just basically like, I am going to do everything I can in my power to like get as much power as possible to make sure that my ends are like met. So. I don't know whether these people like necessarily believe what they're saying, but you have to believe in it to an extent in order to allow for what yeah. happens. Yeah. Like to like be totally fine with like loads of people dying because of what you said. Yeah. You have to believe it in some capacity, but people like Katie Hopkins, I don't think they believe anything. I think they're just there. Like they're almost they're like, like puppets. They're puppets, but they're they're active puppets and like they get so much out of it um immediately. Whereas the people who, like, they're working for, they get everything, like, over time, they will get all of the dividends of it. Like, i.e., like, world going to fucking shit. Mm-hmm. But... So we've got... So we have, we've had some other um, recent and queer, and queer coming out. So mm-hmm. Jamila Jamil came out as queer. Oh, my God. I wasn't so sure. Excited. Was that is that news? So so it is news. It just came, it just happened recently. Yeah, because I know obviously um, Jamila Jamil is dating James Blake. So is she basi- so basically Jamila Jamil is also saying that she is likes women as well. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Well, I think by queer, like, or she means we, like gender queer, queer. Like it's like queer can be um, gender fluid and also um pansexual well, was it? yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Queer, so I wasn't sure if she I wasn't sure if she defined it closer than did she just I, say I, she's queer I think that that's the beauty of the term queer and like in our sort of contemporary use of it obviously not the derogatory use but like it's like it's an open window yeah. space that you can say like okay I don't want to define myself right now, so I'm going to say I'm queer right now, and then like later on, maybe you have a definition that you want to like. Yeah, put. I just I so I I just haven't seen the statement, so I wasn't sure if like yeah. if like what, if, it, what, if she what said I anything read more was than that. that. She said that she was queer, and I think that in that there's no there's no defined like it's just like I'm queer, so therefore read that as you like, and when I'm ready to say which type of which brand of queer (laughs) (laughs) I am then like you know I think the interesting thing about about that as well is also that because um she's read as cis and read as straight because she's with James Blake and James Blake is also like as far as we know cis het like it makes sense for her to say queer because then it's like I'm not I'm with this person who happens to be all, like of the opposite sex and that we're in a hetero relationship and that hetero relationship doesn't mean that I'm not yeah you know whatever the label it is when it's applied you know interesting mm-hmm. so I'm so excited for her yeah because like she's just she's been breaking down so many barriers and like from day one like she's just been I know I'm a big so fan of Jamel Jamel and she's now doing that show as well. And she's a judge on that show. It's um, like, I can't remember who else is on it, but is it Megan Thee Stallion's also on it? And it's basically oh God, uh, it's Vogue and Competition. Rude. finally came out as a lesbian. Oh my God. Vogue and Competition. But like, so I don't know if a any... Problematic Like lesbian. an absolute problematic lesbian. So basically she put out a statement, or I think this was in an, an interview. I don't know who else with. I've just seen this on Twitter. But... This is like just some quotes from from what I've seen on Twitter, from what basically what LaRue said in an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, uh, I was really overly paranoid that my whole show would just be a f- full of gay women um, and it would just become a gay scene thing. I don't mind if there's 50% this, 50% that, but I just wow. didn't want it to be totally straight and I didn't want it to be totally gay. I think that's what drove me to not talk about it for such a long wow. time. She also said, I swear to God, labeling yourself creates segregation. It drives me mad. The gay community are dying for you to label yourself. And I'm so confused as to how you think this, that it's helpful. Um, I'm a fucking gay. Yeah, she just. And then what else does she say? Um, 
I think this is the thing. Like, it's like there's so many people who you just are dying for them to to claim like your identity f- so that you can because I think Wait, sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly yeah. quote this and then we can put my phone down. Mm-hmm. She also says, um, I don't I don't care I don't care if someone calls me a giraffe, sir, madam, boy, child, binary, non-binary. I couldn't give a fuck. I'm not gonna get offended because I know what I am. Blah 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 blah. Um, yeah, so that's how it ends. So she also kind of touches base on offending trans people, non-binary people as well. I think what's annoying about it is that like LaRue, like for years has just quietly stood for a lot of things by her very existence. So like back in the day, I remember seeing LaRue and being like, oh, okay, this is someone who is like making music that I quite kind of enjoy and that like dresses kind of the way that I like to dress and is like being the way that I kind of am like you know just somewhere in between like androgynous like just being just existing being artistic about it being creative being cute so like the idea of her coming out is like awesome obviously but then the result is like she didn't need to say all that she could have just said nothing like this is obviously why it's good that she never does interviews because she's just like came out but also now the gay community like the lgbtq community don't want her <laughs> the last album that she's put out as well is not that good so i've not listened to it but also just that thing of of being someone who's like quietly a gay icon and no one's saying anything to you we're showing up at your gigs no one's like making a big fuss so why did you have to be a dick about it yeah like most of your uh, plot twist, you're not getting 50-50% at your gigs. Most of the people at LaRue's gigs are queer. Yeah. Most. And and that's it's similar to... There's so many artists that, that haven't come out who we kind of, like, support because we can see them. Like, I, I see you being, like, you know, someone who I can emulate or someone who I can, like, look towards and be like, okay, fucking hell, you're you're beautiful, you're amazing, you're doing your thing. Like, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know, like, it's just... She could have just, like, said none of that. But it also, for, it, for me, it reads as a bit unintelligent. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just, like, made me lose a little bit of respect for her. But, I don't know, maybe she'll, like, clarify her points at a later stage and we can talk about that. But Do you know if it was, like, one interview or if it's, like, literal tweets I think, from... No, I think it was an interview. Okay, so maybe it's an interview taken out of context. We don't know yet. Well, I'm I'm not saying that to like make it like it's fine. There might be a to be continued. That, basically. Like it could be something that like she needs to clarify later because it makes no sense. But it yeah. makes no sense to me. But that's maybe because I would would be hoping for more and better. Yeah, Laru, but I like, mean that's just also I'm imprinting what I wish Larue would do. She is still like uh, gender does not conform to gender stereotypes mm-hmm. and is a lesbian. So I don't agree with what she said, but equally she is still a member of the community and is therefore a, she is allowed to make mistakes. Hopefully she'll be able to clarify some of what her, what she's actually meaning at a later date. And hopefully we can, because I was quite a big fan of her music. So I do, I, I do, I would, I would like that to remain. Well, I just, I don't know. I just always think like people who are years ago when like she first came out, like as an artist, maybe she should just like said it then. And then people would have been like, okay, cool. The same people are still going to come to your shows because it's like, the queer community who are into the type of music Blue makes are not the entire queer community. No. So she would have still had the same demographic of people seeing her shows, no? Yeah, like I don't think her fan base is going to change now that she's a lesbian. I don't think so anyway. She just didn't want lots of lesbians there, so what does that even mean? Like, Surely, if I mean, if I was a lesbian, I would want lots of lesbians to be my game. That's like, that's like a, a boy band being like, we don't want like lots of young, like, 
impressionable girls like you know yeah, young yeah. impressionable tweens like coming to see your show like or perfect that's your fucking main fan base what, what's your problem yeah or like Sufjan Stevens saying that he doesn't want like soppy twinks coming <laughs> to his gig it's like that's your entire fan that's base that's your fan base why don't you want them to be there it's a very very strange opinions from LaRue mm-hmm. but anyway um <laughs> so have... how many more people have come out and been awful <laughs> I mean I'm sure there are plenty <laughs> Um, yeah. What what else have we got on the roster today? I think we might be all finished up for this episode, so we'll we'll finish up on LaRue being a bad lesbian. Is there such a thing as a bad lesbian? Well, there's a being a bad person. representation. A bad person there's a, there's a <laughs> while bad, also being a lesbian. Being, yeah, it's like they're kind of separates, but being a yeah. bad representation of the lesbian community. Yeah. Um so yeah, <laughs> she's a bad lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And on that note. <laughs> so this has been the 16th episode of Femfag and Negress. Goodbye. Bye.